0: What's good, guys, and welcome to another Industry Insider interview here on the 520 Collective Podcast. This interview is being sponsored by the bookkeeper247.com. Go check them out at tbk247.com now as the bookkeeper247 is changing the culture for God and becoming the voice in Christian hip hop. That's tbk247.com. Joining me now is a man that you may simply know as Z. Uh, he's the editor-in-chief for DJ Booth. He's the co-founder of AudioMac. He's also a fantastic follow on Twitter. So joining me now on the Stars Podcast Network phone line is Mr. Brian Zizuk. What's good, sir?
1: Eric, thank you for having me. That was a wonderful
0: introduction. Oh, man, we tried. I hope I said the last name correct. I know I've been practicing, trying to get it right.
1: Nah, you're good. You're
0: good. <laughs> uh, so how, how are you doing? I know it's been... Um, Kind of a crazy time, obviously, the last couple of years, and the music industry has been adjusting. Um, How are things going for you?
1: Uh, You know what? No one ever asks me that question when I'm a guest. Everyone just jumps straight into the business, and so I really appreciate that personal touch. And and, uh, to answer your question, I'm doing fine. You know, I can't complain. I'm fortunate enough to not only have a job, but have a job that I love uh and that i'm excited to 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 go to every day and that's a lot more than so many people can say especially over the past 16 to 18 months uh i also have my health god willing so um and as as do my family members if you if you have a job and you have a roof over your head and you have your health you know these days i don't think you could ask for much more so to answer your question man i'm good thank you how are you
0: man yeah we're okay you know um we, we've kind of been the same way. You know, the, the family's done well. Um, getting ready to, uh, kick off another school year at yeah, my day job. I'm a, I'm a high school teacher. So we're getting ready to get back into the swing of that. But, uh, yeah, all right. You know, it's been a, you know, a little crazy, uh, this summer, but a lot of good music, you know, to get us through. So, so I can't complain about that. Um, and man, I, I find, you know, your story uh really interesting and I want to make sure we kind of highlight just kind of some of that background uh, for for people who may not be familiar with it right so you started off in in radio or you were looking at going into radio anyway if I'm not mistaken like college radio is that right
1: yeah so my 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 journey really begins uh, at Illinois State University I went to school for a degree in, uh, in broadcast journalism, with, uh, specialty in radio. Uh, I wanted to I wanted to be on air. I wanted to be a DJ uh, or a show host. And um, everything that I did for four years of college, uh, I thought was going to put me in the position to probably naively get a a primetime big city market job right out of school. And I actually got uh, a morning show production gig. Uh, that I started two weeks after I graduated uh, from Illinois State back in 2006. And um, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And, and you know, that, that happened. And uh, it was an experience for me. At the time, uh, I had to completely shift my my schedule around. Morning show radio is 4 a.m. to noon every day. So I was up at 3 a.m., out the door at 3.30. Um, we're talking about going to bed at like 7, 7.30 at night while it's still right outside and uh through that experience you know i didn't really see friends much i wasn't a very good family member because i was always tired and in a, a pretty bad mood um i was already losing most of my hair and the rest of the hair on my head just decided to to, to get off the ship at that point point. <laughs> and so I, I realized that for some people a, a job in entertainment like radio or television or uh, traditional media like newsprint or magazine for some great length uh, to pursue their dream job in that field and within eight months of doing morning show radio as uh, in, in production i realized it just wasn't for me uh, and, and i didn't want to stick around doing something I, I i know i knew at the time was making me unhappy uh, i was doing dj booth uh as a hobby on the side all the while and at that point when i exited radio i called up my would become my business partner, just a friend at the time, Dave Mackley. And I said, Dave, what do you think about me doing DJ booth full time? Uh, I don't want to go get another radio job. Uh, this would be my job. And he goes, well, if you, if you don't want to pursue another job and do this full time, by all means, he goes, but I'm, I'm not quitting my day job uh, just quite yet. And then lo and behold, less than two years later, um, we were generating enough page views and creating enough awareness and generating enough revenue off of those page views for uh, for this to be my full-time job and for Dave to leave his job and, and do it full-time. And so that was, that was 2008. Uh, and so, yeah, uh, 13 years later, I never looked back.
0: That's awesome. And uh, you, you kind of shifted um, maybe the focus of DJ Booth a little bit in order to do that, right? Because be, DJ Booth ends up becoming this um, premier... Blog kind of in the height of like the hip hop and music blog like era, right? Um, And what's really cool about it is that it's been able to sustain where a lot of others haven't. But that wasn't like the original focus, if I'm not mistaken. You're right. No, it was not. Uh,
1: So DJ Booth in its inception was very niche. We appealed strictly to the DJ community, we we would uh, publish. Uh, turntable, mixer, headphone reviews, uh, run DJ playlists. Um, and then very shortly after I connected with Dave, I pitched him on the idea of expanding the platform to appeal to a more broad demo and running short-form and long-form editorial, interviews, album reviews, uh, a little bit of news coverage uh, sprinkled in. And uh, that was our ticket to, you know, uh, reaching a, a much larger audience. And uh, over time, we, we recognized some of the trend lines in um, editorial online. And so we pivoted multiple times over the last 13 years, uh, eventually landing on long form editorial. Uh, we don't publish anywhere near as much content as most other platforms in our space do. Uh, we believe in a quality um, over quantity methodology meaning we're not going to run 50 stories a day 5 days a week we're going to run 2 or 3 stories a day Monday through Friday um, in hopes that our audience recognizes that the content that we're producing uh, is of greater value because it's more substantial um, there's more thought put into it uh, the interviews show that there was more time and attention put into the um, the questions rather than just regurgitation of whatever is you know trending on twitter
0: yes sir yes sir and then uh one thing that i would really like to know is like just what like what connected you to hip-hop because i mean i think when i talk to a lot of people who have been in radio stuff you know they they may have a preferred style of music um but they are kind of into a little bit everything and i'm I'm assuming that's probably the case to for you, but it seems like you really have this connection to hip hop that's made you uh, be able to be successful in your endeavors with uh, DJ Booth and then leading up to Audio Mac. Like what was that connection for you?
1: I think you know, I, i'm I'm fortunate, right? So I, I grew up in a household where um, we were a very musical family. Um, my dad was in a choir uh, growing up. Uh, my mom played guitar. My uncle, so my mom's brother, is a musician by trade. Uh, he's a flutist and plays like three or four different instruments. Uh, my grandfather was a singer, and his wife, my grandmother, made they both rest in peace, was his pianist. Um, and, you know, as I grew up, my, my parents played everything in the house. There was never a time where there wasn't music being played in the house. And at a very early age, I became obsessed almost with um, uh, old-school Motown, R&B, blues, um, even some gospel, and all of that sort of led me down a rabbit hole, and, you know, all that material is what was being sampled uh, in hip-hop, and so it was very fun to me to place these original records uh, in, in their new forms and uh, I just took a liking to the storytelling and the imagery and the escapism. Um, and if you were to ask a lot of these creators, these, these practitioners, uh, their purpose for becoming an artist, I, I think you'd hear the same reasoning. The escapism, uh, being able to storytell in, in a you know truly unique way. Um, and that led me to The creative path that ultimately got me into school and put me on a track to pursue journalism and radio and then obviously uh, the rest I could say now in hindsight it's history but yeah that's the genesis there
0: (laughs) there you go awesome awesome well so you got into DJ Booth you guys built that up it's a popular like we said one of the leading um, blogs during the height of that that time Um, and then from there you developed into what is now, you guys created Audio Mac. Um, and what's kind of crazy for me, and talking with people within like the Christian hip hop, the Christian rap space, is how many people, you know, for, for Audio Mac, it's, it's almost like it's a new platform for them. You know, they, they may have heard of it, they haven't checked it out, or, or maybe they've only looked at it a couple of times. Uh, and I know it's gotten popular over. You know, the last couple of years, for sure, we've seen a little bit of a boom in this space with AudioMac. But it's been around for quite a while. What was that process like whenever you guys start thinking about doing uh, a streaming service?
1: Well, yeah, it certainly is in a place today that we didn't foresee back in 2011 when we started to birth the idea of it. Um, at the time DJ booth got into um, hosting mixtapes and albums and EPs for a lot of hip hop artists who were haphazardly releasing them online using file sharing services. And as we all remember from back in the day, uh, you know, Zippy share and Lime links and mega upload, not the greatest tools to disseminate your work freely on the internet. Um, And so, you know, whether it be uh, malware or spyware on the family computer or pop-ups with viruses or the links expiring, that we identified a problem. And the solution was to offer DJ Booth as a a means to host projects for artists so that they knew these links would not expire, they wouldn't have to incur the cost of um, uh, servers or bandwidth, Uh, And they had a dedicated space to direct people to to download and or stream their music. But, you know, we did that for a few years and we recognized very quickly that was not our core competency. We were not, uh, as a website, set up to become a streaming service. We didn't have the infrastructure in place. We sort of built it uh, as we went. And so AudioMap was birthed as a solution that originally presented itself in what we were doing at DJ booth to fix this problem for artists who wanted a, a way to, to share their mixtapes freely online. Um, you know, we're talking 10 years later now, uh, we, we launched in 2012, but ideated in, in 11. Um, we reached 20 million monthly active users globally. Uh, we are a, a top streaming app in five, uh, countries in Africa. We're a, a top 10 music streaming app on the free side in the United States, um, so our growth has been considerable uh, over 10 years, but really over the past three and a half, and uh, I feel like we, we're not anywhere close to where we want to be. Um, now, if, if the next question you'd, you'd be asking, Eric, is where do you want to be, um, I, I, I think the two things that we're focused on is artist discovery and artist education. Discovery first, um, you know, anyone who uses Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, Amazon, etc., you probably know by now most of the most valuable real estate within these apps solely dedicated to major label players and the most popular artists of, of the time they almost encourage users to become passive. Meaning, I take my phone out of my pocket, I press play on an artist or on a playlist that I'm already familiar with, and I either stick my phone back in my pocket or I sh- skip over to Instagram or Twitter, some social media network, and I browse while listening in the background. So I'm not actively looking for new artists. Uh, music is uh, listening experience being done in the background. Uh, we are fundamentally changing the way people are listening. Our audience is primarily made up of lean forward and active listeners, meaning they are trying to find artists that they did not previously know about before they came to the app. Part of our, our rationale is by mixing in the new with the, the unknown, uh, it's, it, we make it easy for users to press play on those artists with which they, they, they were previously unfamiliar. Um, and then we incorporated World, which is our editorial arm that we uh, pivoted from DJ Booth, um, that provides context, right? So you found this new artist in a playlist, but who are they? You're now hoping that the user leaves the streaming world and navigates over to Google or social media to, to find out more, to follow them. By providing context in the form of traditional editorial in the same space that the streaming experience is happening, you now can discover an artist and immediately find out more about them, follow them, um, and, and that sort of fundamentally changes the dynamic between the user and the artist at the most important point in the, in the discovery process. Uh, and then the second part is education. Uh, a large base uh, on AudioMask is DIY bedroom artists. These are artists who are pre-distribution, pre-label. They're just trying to figure out whether or not they're interested enough to pursue this seriously. And we want to be a um, a beacon of trust. We want to provide them with a, a a litany of resources and so that they understand the, the shape shifting nature of this industry and the ecosystem that they're operating or, or, or looking to operate in. So that is it in a nutshell.
0: Man, and that is awesome. And again, guys, on the phone line with me it is Mr. Brian Zizuk Z from Audio Mac. So obviously, sir, you got like you said, Spotify, Apple Music, all these big time players in the streaming music world and audio Mac's like getting right up there with them now and and it you know that doesn't even seem to be the intent of what you guys did but here you find yourself doing that um one thing that i've heard people say watching like some youtube videos and different things that i really want to get (laughs) you to weigh in on because i find it kind of funny I, i hear people kind of referring to audio mac at times as like SoundCloud 2.0 and I kind of just like roll my eyes and laugh a little bit because while I kind of get what they're saying um, I feel like you guys deliver a much better platform that truly cares about artists like you've been saying uh, than SoundCloud like what do you I, I just wonder like I'm sure you've heard it like what goes through your mind when you hear that
1: well yeah I mean I'm not, I'm not bothered by it um, you know there's a period of time where SoundCloud was a uh, a great platform for artist discovery, and uh, an entire generation, in particular, of hip hop artists were birthed uh, based on the traction that they were able to generate on that platform. So, certainly, take nothing away from it. I I get the comparison because uh, unlike uh, Apple or Spotify, et cetera, um, we are a a, a hybrid model, meaning we're, we're UGC and catalog. So we have licensing agreements with over 170 uh, distribution uh, companies and and record labels. But if you don't want to go through a label or a distributor, you can create an account and upload directly. And, and so there's a lot of similarities there with SoundCloud. I think the key difference, uh, and I always like to highlight this, is we don't charge artists anything. We never have, and we never will. We believe that the artist and creator community who uses our platform is an extension of our marketing team. And we would never charge our own marketing teams to do the job. Um, if an artist sees success on our platform, the hope is that they scream it from the rooftops. And, um, you know, they're, they're doing the, the, the job of our marketing team probably more effectively. SoundCloud will charge creators, uh, for access to advanced analytics, storage space. Uh, basically, if you want a pro account, you're going to have to cough up money either annually or monthly. Um, that's not our business model. Uh, we want to give the creator community all of the tools that we possibly can and for free. They do not have to pay anything um, at all. Monthly, annually, nothing. They can upload as much content as they'd like. They can review their creator dashboard 50 times a day um, and they will never ever uh, be charged a dime. And so I, I like to highlight that because To me, if you're just starting off uh, a creative career, you probably don't have a robust budget to begin with. And so you're you're looking for platforms and people who believe in you. And there's nothing like charging someone at that stage of your career to show them that you don't really believe in them. You just want them to utilize your service. We're not going to do that.
0: Yes, sir. And for a space like... Christian hip-hop Christian rap um, You know we talk about Independent artists well the, the truth is in this space The majority are Independent artists right like there's not A lot of Guys that are established that are on Big labels you know the, the Percentages is, is very small there So most guys are trying to figure this out And, and girls obviously um, Trying to figure out you know how Do I get that awareness And I feel like So many of them are missing out on opportunities like um because if we're going to be truthful about it from me to you, there's a little bit of laziness involved. It's like if we're not, you know, if, if DistroKid or TuneCore, whatever distribution company they use, if they're not putting their music on these platforms for them, then their music just isn't there it's, it's being mm-hmm. totally missed out on that opportunity uh what is your advice for indie artists and why do they need to be leveraging audio mac and, and maybe even to a further extent other you know kind of non not the most popular of platforms uh that are out there to build their fan base because i they're missing out on it on a audience that's there that could be listening to their music like what do you say to those independent artists
1: right so uh, you make uh, uh, several great points and I, I'll, I'll try to touch on all of them effectively so first you know and this is coming from a guy who co-founded uh, a streaming platform artists should have their material on every, everywhere music is, is being heard um and, and so it would be um insincere of me to say Yeah, make sure to get your music on audio mac don't worry about anywhere else um every single dsp so digital service provider, stores and platforms if if there's an audience on those platforms you want your music to be available uh i I always give the equivalency of you know if you're a distributor for a food or beverage company any place that sells food or beverage you want shelf space there uh because if that's somewhere that people go to to buy food and beverage you want your product available. The same thing goes for music. And so, uh, for sure, whether you're going through a distributor or you have to manually upload, uh, make sure your, your music's available. Let's talk about the laziness part. Totally get it. Um, it it's hard enough being uh, an artist, it's hard enough being independent artist who probably has to toggle between their uh, desire to pursue a creative career while simultaneously holding down a, a regular 9 to 5. And so, you know, any shortcuts, that they could take uh, to not have to do additional work I totally understand uh, for that I would say if you don't work with a distributor whom we have a deal with at AudioMac the process in which you're going to create an account probably takes five minutes and the upload process let's say for a 12 track album probably takes five minutes so uh, I think people are often overwhelmed by the idea that something will take far longer than it will actually take uh, you can get an account set up, profile and all, a project uploaded in under 10 minutes. And so, uh, hopefully that will quell some of the, the fears that people have that, uh, or creators have that this will take longer than they have to get. All of that said, uh, we have a, a account linking distribution deal with DistroKid, meaning if you are distributing to DistroKid, you can now link your DistroKid account to AudioMac, uh, and DistroKid will deliver your titles to AudioMac uh, and you will be able to monetize your your streams through your DistroKid account like you would for any other platform. Uh, We're in the process of doing the exact same thing with TuneCore and Amuse. And like I said earlier during this call, we have over 170 content partnerships. Uh, And so there is a litany of distributors, both big and small, we're talking like mom and shop, mom and pop shop operations, five ten artists, very niche, versus these like uh, broad spectrum distributors, like a one RPM, who do you know 15,000 releases a week. So there are immense number of options.
0: Awesome, and I will attest to it, guys. Like we have our podcast set up on Audio Mac, and the upload, the creation, all that super easy and one thing that i love that you guys do is you don't you know you don't just put it all on the artists or the the creators um to come up with ways to promote their content either you actually give some tools like i love how whenever we upload a new episode we get an email with a a graphic you know now on audio mac and it looks fabulous that we can share on our social medias i mean i feel like that's something that's um little unique for you guys as well. Like what made you guys want to take that extra step to provide, you know, tools like that to artists?
1: Yeah, great question, Eric. And it goes back to what I said earlier. You know, we understand that at a very early stage of a career, an artist's budget is going to be thin. And so if they have a finite amount of money with which to spend on their craft and and hopefully a career, um, you know, one of those things is like graphic design and digital marketing uh, we want to be able to provide those resources. And so, you know, like you said, when you upload uh, a new release uh, to the platform, you're going to get custom graphics that our system fits out uh, that you can use for social media. These are assets to help you promote whatever your new piece of content is. Um, if your podcast, your song is selected for trending, you're going to get a notification email uh, to the email that you use to register for an account. And that email is going to include graphics saying, congratulations, uh, this work is now trending on AudioMac. If you reach milestones, so if you get a 1,000 plays, 10,000 plays, 100,000 plays, you're going to receive a notification email with custom graphics auto-generated by our system, celebrating that milestone, and then you can use those graphics for the purpose of digital marketing on social media. Uh, when the artists and creators who use AudioMac win, we win by default. Uh, I could I could scream from the mountaintops what a great platform we have. Uh, it's just going to be more believable if a creator hears it from a fellow creator. That's just the honest, honest truth.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And you mentioned earlier about um, the reach that AudioMac has um, been able to develop worldwide, right? Where you are getting creators that are using it across the globe. And I'm really interested. Like, did you guys... Go out and seek that because I know for a fact, you know, I, I've been talking with a guy named Free from Nigeria, and the Christian hip hop uh, space in Nigeria is growing and it's becoming, you know, more popular. There's more guys doing it. And he told me during our talks, like, hey, AudioMax, one of the prime platforms that we use. Like, Did that, was that something that just kind of happened naturally for you guys? Or did you intentionally go and look to try to build those relationships and and build that interest in, uh, places outside of the U S
1: great question. So we, we saw the traction, uh,
0: that, that we
1: were, that was building up in the, the African music market. Um, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're still growing and they have so much more to grow. They don't have the infrastructure in Africa uh, musically speaking, that that obviously exists in, here in the United States, and so once we saw that our platform was beginning to, to really grow uh, in, in the African music market, uh, we doubled, tripled, and quadrupled down there. Uh, we we set up a uh, an office in, in, in Lagos, and we have boots on the ground, and we we hired and uh, we ran marketing campaigns locally, and I think. Part of our success is, in, is due to um, understanding that, that their infrastructure is, is in a lot of locations, um, not anywhere close to as robust as it is in the States, meaning uh, cell phone technology is a bit older and they do not have um, the same type of data plans that we have in the States. So they have limited data. Um, they don't have uh, access to Wi Fi as easy as, as you might see here in the States. And so one of the core functions of the Audio Mac app experience is, is, is offline downloads, ca- uh, caching. And so for those uh, in the African music market who have those restrictions, right, they have limited data and they don't have ease, ease of access to Wi-Fi, uh, they can download the music to listen to offline uh, without fear that those limitations will hinder that, that experience, um, which is huge and uh that really helped elevate us in that space. We're we're a top 5 app in five countries in Africa. And I don't mean top 5 just in the music vertical. I mean top 5 period like next to Instagram and Facebook and WhatsApp. Uh and so for 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 a lot of Africans Audiomack is the music streaming service. Um in particular in Nigeria where where we are uh, a top 5 app right now.
0: That's amazing. That is really really amazing i love what they're doing and i know that you guys are making a difference because i'm hearing it you know from, from the few people i'm connected with down there so uh that is love awesome. it love it um one one more question um before shifting gears a little bit here uh as far as like on the music side of it so just for a a, a smaller like subgenre like Christian hip-hop right where uh, we have grown and, and the space has grown especially over the last like decade you know compared to where it was you know 20 30 years ago uh, but it's still it's still a small subgenre of, of hip-hop right and, and it's looking to um, get more relevance and, and build and, and attract more attention from listeners like what would be? your suggestion for utilizing platforms like audio Mac in order to help further that growth and how can, um, you know, the people that are more like behind the scenes, like, you know, us and with a platform that's in the media and and whatnot, um, potentially help educate our artists in that.
1: Well, I think the most important thing, and you hit hit on this earlier, is, you know, uh, a large swath of the uh, Christian uh, hip-hop scene is independent. Now, independent can mean a variety of things, um, so we always have to be very clear. Independent could mean truly going at it independent, not even working with the distributor independent, or it can mean being signed to an independent label or having a distribution deal, uh, remaining independent in that you... Uh, maintain the, the majority stake of, of your master ownership. Um, I think what it comes down to is we have become a platform that is pro-discovery. And so if you're looking to build uh, a fan base, you, you of course want to make sure that your music is available. Um, and I, I think our audience, our ever-growing audience, has shown the propensity to press play on genres and artists that they're not familiar with. Uh, we have seen a tremendous amount of success integrating, uh, Latin, uh, and reggae and reggaeton and dance hall. Um, and, uh, of course, Afrobeats. And so I, 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 don't think that the perception for a lot of artists, which is there isn't a, a place for my music here is true. Um, and if that is what is holding you back from making your music available on audio Mac or any other platform, uh, Tell, tell that voice inside your head to, to be quiet <laughs> and and take a, and, and, and take a leap
0: awesome and so another thing that is really cool that you guys have done is that you have created it to where podcasts can get involved with audio mac as well and you know I know I mentioned earlier you know we have our podcast. On audio mac and one thing that we're seeing when it comes to like chh media and websites and that kind of stuff is we're seeing more of podcasts you know popping up all the time right it's becoming a very popular way to do stuff as it is you know just across the board um talk about what audio mac can do for podcasts and, and you know making sure that your show is on there also
1: Love that question. So we make it really easy. You can set up uh, through using an RSS feed. It doesn't get any easier than that. And then obviously once um, the podcasts are, are ported uh, over to your account, you can manually edit the titles and the information if it, it doesn't appear uh, as it should. Um, you know, the podcast space is interesting because Spotify over the past few years has obviously doubled and tripled down on non-music content, in particular podcasts. Uh, since they don't have to pay royalties on it. Um, our interest in getting into the podcast space relates specifically to the, the tenant that I mentioned earlier, which is artist education. Uh, and so the podcasts that we, we predominantly feature, that we give the best real estate to, if you will, um, in the trending bar, uh, in the podcast section on social media, are podcasts that are geared toward helping our creator community uh, and and allowing them to look at AudioMac as this resource uh, for information and knowledge.
0: Awesome. So uh, I think that's another thing though, that, you know, whenever you talk about like Spotify, you know, and them hosting podcasts, yes, they, you know, bought anchor and all this different stuff. Um, But still it's, it's hard for discovery to happen. I feel like, Um, and then, but you have this platform that's set up, already for artist discovery and that was something that really intrigued me whenever we were looking at putting our podcast on audio mac was okay i want to see where you guys are going for podcasters you know is there going to be that same level of discoverability available where it's more you know a little bit more of an organic process um how do you see it just like developing like what are you guys plans for um specifically the podcast for the future here
1: I think our initial plans uh, as it relates to podcasting is to develop more in-house podcasts. Uh, we had some some grand plans uh, in that area just prior to the start of the pandemic and those got put on hold uh, for obvious reasons. Hopefully now as we, we come out of the pandemic uh, we start to revert back to the plans that we had in place beforehand. As far as Discoverability for the, the greater podcast community. It's, it's hard, right? Because, um, especially in a, in a mobile setting, there is only so much real estate, um, on your screen and it, it's, it's hard to give the same, uh, time and attention both to music and podcasts. Uh, it's, it's something that we've, we've thought long and hard about. Uh, I don't think that we've done a great job there. Um, but we're not a finished product, and nor do we ever plan to be. And uh, hopefully in the near future, we can do a better job of integrating podcasts to increase discoverability. But as far as the podcast community is concerned, I think the focus should be on figuring out who is your audience uh, and then developing some great branding and visual aesthetics that match the content of the podcast so that you're actually able to visually market it correctly um, in these spaces.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, because I mean, I've you know the one thing I've heard, you know, in the past is with with podcasts, it's, it's real hard because you put out a show, it goes to your RSS feed, and it just kind of sits there, and it can it can die there if you're not um, you know pushing it. So and, and you know maybe not everyone has the same amount of money to put by marketing and this kind of stuff. Um, so it, it's you know. I know for us, it's been a matter of, okay, what can we try? What, you know, where can we maybe go outside the box a little bit? And, you know, I'm just grateful for, you know, a a platform like AudioMac and others that allow us to, you know, dabble in that, you know, and and try it out and see, you know, okay, how can I use this tool, you know, that could maybe, you know, connect me with some new people. Uh, so, So thanks for that setup. And I'm, you know, definitely looking forward to seeing you know what could continue to develop you know and how we can you know keep on you know reaching new listeners with a platform like an audio mac so i know we talked about you know what's kind of on the horizon on the podcasting side of it for just like in general like what what's coming up for audio mac that people need to be paying attention to you know what, what what are you able to share with us
1: Well, there's a lot I can't share, but I'd love to. Uh, I I think, first, uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't remind uh, your listeners that uh, earlier this year, we expanded our monetization program. And so AMP, which stands for the Audio Mac Monetization Program, is now available to a worldwide audience. Previously, it was only uh, available for artists who are eligible in the United States, Canada, and the UK. So what what is AMP? Uh, Amp is a direct monetization program that allows creators to, once eligible, apply for monetization and be paid directly by AudioMax. So we're not cutting out distributors. We're, we're just like pre-distribution. So if you're not ready to go wide, right, um, or you have a deal with a distributor, but only for a particular territory or market, and you'd like to just work with AudioMax directly, you now have that ability. Um, now, we're not a distribution company, meaning if you apply for monetization through AudioMac, we are not going to place your music in other stores. All it means is, is that the music that you upload to your AudioMac account will be uh, be able to generate revenue. So it will be royalty-bearing, uh, which is very important for artists at a very early stage because you can take that money and then reinvest it into your career. Uh, the other thing that I'm really excited about is AudioMac World. So earlier this year, we took Audio Mac World, which is previously just a website and a mobile on, on, on mobile, uh, and integrated it into the in-app experience. So now we have a traditional editorial arm where our users can in one place listen to and read about music. Uh, our focus is, like I said earlier, our artist discovery and artist education. And so, you know, if you're a superstar artist or you have, you know, 500 followers on Instagram, it doesn't matter. Uh, if you have a story to tell, uh, your music connects with our editorial team, and you have a presence on the platform and you're performing well, uh, you, you, you can be eligible. Uh, and so I know a lot of artists will reach out and say, um, but I don't have you know, this many Twitter followers, or I don't have this many TikTok followers, but I'm doing well on audio, Matt. Okay, great. Well, that by itself makes you eligible for consideration for us to highlight your work uh, in original editorial form in the Mac app experience. So yeah, monetization and world, uh, two things that we we launched this year that we're really happy about.
0: Awesome. With the the monetization process, um, can you give just like a quick overview of what that looks like as far as like how the artist gets set up with that?
1: Absolutely. So the first uh, hurdle to applying for monetization is authentication. Basically, you are who you say that you are. So in order to become authenticated, you have to have your entire profile set up, meaning a, a photo present, links to your social media, website if you have one, at least two uploads. They have to be original uploads, meaning no remixes, no freestyles, no covers, um, and uh, you need to have at least 25 followers on the page. Once you've accomplished all of this, you can apply for authentication. Uh, it's a very simple review on our end. We will vet you to make sure that everything checks out. And assuming it does, you get a gray check mark. Once you are authenticated, you are now eligible to apply for monetization. So that's basically the first step uh, in that path. Monetization application looks a lot like the authentication application. Uh, it takes anywhere from 48 hours to seven days, roughly, uh, for us to review those applications. And uh, once you apply, there's nothing else you have to do as a creator once we review it uh, to determine that everything on your page checks out meaning that the work that you have present is eligible to be monetized for example uh, you're not recording music over someone else's music um, it's not a remix or a cover of someone else's work uh, then you would be AMP eligible and then moving forward you could check a box and that box will allow you to set up each individual release for monetization it's uh. It's even easier to understand doing it than it is listening to me explain it. I promise you.
0: <laughs> definitely, definitely. Well, see, I appreciate um, you hopping on the Five Twenty Podcast with us and, and sharing this information. Like I said at the beginning of the interview, uh, I follow you on Twitter, and, and your tweets are some of the favorite ones that come across my timeline. Where do people follow you and make sure they're soaking up the knowledge that you share um, just on social media?
1: Uh, great question, and thank you very much both for the praise and the follow, Eric. Uh, your listeners can follow me on Twitter at E I C. That's E-J-B-O-O-T-H-E-I-C. Uh, it is the only social media uh, uh, platform that I'm on. I'm, I'm not against Facebook or Instagram. I just don't have the time for them. Um, and so Twitter, Twitter is the one-stop shop. Uh, and your your listeners can also email me. I make myself very available to the public. Uh, my email address is z at audiomap.com. It's listed in my Twitter bio. I always encourage the creator community to make themselves accessible. So I would be a hypocrite if I didn't make myself accessible as well. And I want to thank you again for having me on the podcast. Uh, great questions and uh, great conversation.
0: Yes, sir. I appreciate. It. Hopefully, our paths can cross again in the future. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of more knowledge that uh, Z has that the rest of us need to hear. So maybe we can make that happen down the road. But I appreciate the time.
1: That would that would be great. Awesome. You're very welcome.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, guys, again, Brian Zizuk, Audio Mac, and DJ Booth. Make sure you go check it out. Especially if you're an artist, make sure you have your music on the audio mac platform because it's fabulous i love it so uh again guys we want to give a shout out to the bookkeeper 24 7 for sponsoring this interview as well as the rest of our episode sponsors and we will catch you guys again next month